If you're sick of auto conferences in general, or you just need something a little different, a SodaCon is the place to be September 11th through 13th. We only have a limited number of tickets and most of our events have sold out. So exactly. we're, we're just saying. <laughs> we're really excited and we just hope that you'll join us because we want to craft something that is for the whole industry, not just for a subset. Go to a SodaCon.com, get your tickets now. I can't think of a better way to start the first day of August than talking about a SodaCon because that's all we talk about because it's going to be insane. But we also have a few other things to talk about like Ford, Rivian, and the NBA. Everywhere I go. Of course, the NBA is the third one in that sentence. Naturally. <laughs> Ford, yep. Oh, NBA. Whoa. NBA. Why wouldn't we talk about the NBA? Absolutely. And why wouldn't we talk about the NBA? Because they, they are trying to do a thing, I will say. I've had a hard time with the NBA. Honestly, I'm going to well, be. I've had real a personal talk. hard time with them. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, real talk. For sure. I grew up going to Sixers games. One of my most like my my best memories as a kid is went to a Sixers game with my dad. He bought me a Charles Barkley T-shirt. It was like my prized possession. I was that kid that wore it every day <laughs> in 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 middle school because it was the only basketball shirt my parents could buy me. So it was awesome. But either way, I have a hard time with the NBA because the drama of the whole thing. I don't know what else to say. I mean, you're it's a soccer a fan. Whole mess. So the drama, but the drama, soccer drama is different than basketball drama. It, it definitely is. I mean, soccer drama is rich. Don't get me wrong. Like them international people, especially they people love be going down drama. People be going down. Yeah. Who's the guy that doesn't around. fall? Who's the guy that never falls? Uh, Messi, Messi is pretty good at not falling. Like he, <laughs> he'll stay on his feet, but there, there's a lot of people that, that. That guy's have, my favorite. Whoever that guy is, even if I don't know his name is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, recently there's been like a push to stay on your feet kind of thing. Okay, it's, it's um, getting in vogue. It's getting kind of cool know, to stay on your feet now. Not in Spain or Mexico, but everywhere else. Oh, <laughs> I have a feeling. I have a feeling that shot's fired. That I just don't understand why. <laughs> uh, welcome to the first day of August. Uh, congratulations to everyone who finished the month out strong. We have a lot of promise and a fresh month. There's something about the first. I got a new pair of sneakers showed up. So I like started off my month with a new pair of kicks. So, oh, the technical term is flop, and it's a soccer match. I have to stop calling it a game. Thank you for not correcting me this every time fair. I say this that, Kyle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we're having a soda con. I don't oh, know if we oh, mentioned. No, 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 no. August. I, we're on August. Just 12 years of being on the retail side of the business. Only 12? August is, it's the month. It's just the month. And... I'm excited to see and listen and hear what auto dealers do this month because I just think there's a lot of energy and, um, you know, whether or not you've got inventory on the new car side, like the used car market is strong. I don't think that we're going to see any backpedaling in consumer demand. So I think that we are going to be keyed up for a strong August. Uh, I'm ready. Prediction. You heard it here. Strong August. The comments on LinkedIn are lighting up this morning. Good morning, Nathan, Brooke, Brian, Jared. Oh, man, people are just having fun in the comments. Hey, if you don't watch this on the live stream and you're listening to it later, check it out on LinkedIn. And by the way, we if you don't follow us, Asodu, on LinkedIn and you're in this community, you really, really should. We went through the Absolutely. list today, and there are so many people that are part of the community that actually aren't following the account. You might see posts and things like that, but we need you to follow so you can make sure you get all the updates and get part of the conversation. It's more important than ever, and we'll tell you why in a little bit, but uh, not just yet. We actually have some real news to talk about today. 
Not just, not money. just a SodaCon, but we have to mention a SodaCon. <laughs> we got to mention a SodaCon. Actually, the last three days have accelerated ticket sales way past any of the pace prior. So um, if you haven't got your tickets, especially if you're an industry partner, make sure you do that. But dealers as well, both types of tickets are, are starting to accelerate. We dropped, uh, I think, nine or 10 sessions into the schedule on Friday. And uh, the next two days, we're going to drop another probably 20 sessions in there. So um, between speakers and collaborators and sessions, it is filling out, finalizing, and we are just full throttle ahead, ready for it. Um, and we don't talk about this enough, but just the, the price of admission is so dialed into me. Like if you are a dealer or industry partner to be at $399 or $599, so four, $600, however you want to look at that, is just, it's nobody else is doing that out there. You can go to four hour half day events for that same price Absolutely. a lot of times. And our room um, block, we, we yeah. literally locked down the entire hotel. They have 208 rooms. We locked down 196 of them and they're giving us the room for 165 a night. And these are like, luxury brand new casino hotel rooms at our yes. they're beautiful they're beautiful so the rooms said, are inexpensive <laughs> wow, i just felt like that it's a south philly italian coming out of me they are beautiful rooms that it's affordable to get to the event flights are actually pretty cheap direct to philly i mean you could be in and out of this event we include all the meals all the entertainment uh we need to see you there if you're an industry partner i'd buy now because they are almost gone uh dealer tickets they're a little bit more uh a, a little bit more of them left but that's going to pick up in velocity really quick and as always we want to say a special thanks to our team and friends at cars.com for being the presenting sponsor when we were about to break out of the gate they Rowing stepped down. up real quick and they were one of the reasons we had a lot of confidence uh, taking the big swings that we took initially. And then uh, since then, man, a lot of other people have stepped up too. And, and we're taking really big swings. So please, 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 if you're in this community, come hang with us in person. And if you know someone who should be in this community, just get them in here. Get them in here because we need more people that think the way we think to do what we need to do. Um, we also have our email that goes out and our 200th email went out today, Kyle. Ah, oh, man. What a, 200 what a testament to you, to our team, to Chris, who writes the majority of our emails, to everyone that like feeds us stories and, and, and things happening inside and outside of the industry. Um, it's, it's like a full community effort, but for you kind of like laying the groundwork saying, hey, we're just going to start with one. And then that grew over a couple years of those weekly and then going daily. And uh, it's a labor of love every single day. And if you don't know Chris Reeves, go follow him oh, on LinkedIn. Please do. Um, please do. That, that man writes his heart out every day for our industry. Uh, and then our whole team kind of leans in on, on some of the stuff. And uh, we get to write a, a portion of it every single day. And it is uh, it's just what we want to give the industry as that refreshment, as that thoughtful insight uh, to their morning, and uh, hopefully get a couple laughs as well. So if you're not yeah. on the email list, asotuasodu.com, uh, and you can sign up for free. It's our gift to you. It's our gift to you. I like the way you put that. And just to clarify, it was about a year going weekly, and then when Kyle shouldered up next to me, he was like, I think we need to go daily. And we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And so we did, just like we start everything else. Okay, I guess we're doing one daily now. And then every day, we just <laughs> gathered together for the last two hours of the day, and we just curated an email and got it out. Now we have a couple other people to help out with that, which has made it just so much better. I'm just going to do that again. So much better. 
We got to right. get up. We got some. <laughs> we got some news to talk about today. So, uh, Ford CEO Jim Farley discussed battery sales and model plans in his earning call last week. Now, in March, the company, if you remember, announced plans to build two million EVs annually by 2026. And there were a lot of skeptics and J.P. Morgan and people are like, we're not quite sure that that's realistic. But addressing that, um, you know, Farley said the company has everything it needs to make their 600,000 EVs that they predicted in 23 and that they've secured the raw materials to uh, make the $2 million, uh, two million EVs by 2026. So they said we're 70% there. Um, and so, like, there's a couple elements to this news story. That's the first one, Kyle. Do you have any yeah, thoughts well, on that? Was, whoa, 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 wait, know, that's that why I stopped. <laughs> that's why I stopped. Because I'm like, so you've got 70% of what you need to get 2026 done, mm -hmm. but we're still tr trouble, having trouble delivering vehicles to dealers today? 2022. Is it that <laughs> 2022, right? <laughs> I, you know, I know that raw materials and, and that, you know, there's difference between like the chips that have to go in cars right now and securing supply chain over a, a period of time and just locking down all of the raw materials. Um, but this is where, you know, managing that ice and EV business is really interesting to me, especially as a dealer right now trying to get business done, you know, it's interesting. Uh, who who are we talking to last week? Where um, essentially most businesses like forecast, predict, work on plans two, three, four years out. Oh They're yeah. Thinking like, what's the horizon? So much as a business, and we are just so locked into this thirty day cycle, and you know, just recognizing that the OEM just has a much longer life cycle of what they're looking to do for customers and trying to figure out how you start to perceive your business in that same way, yeah. I think is going to be really important because we've got to get aligned with the brand in order to understand, like if that's what they're doing in four years, reverse engineer what you have to do now in order to be prepared for how they're going to be interacting oh, with the customer base. In that's four years. good, man. Like the savvy dealers that we get to spend time with, it's amazing how they're taking moves today that really do set them up for success in right. three to five years and not so focused on 90 days. You know, yeah. uh, we had Glenn Lundy as a guest on the Auto Collabs podcast. Um, that's, that's who it was. Yeah. That's, that's who we were talking about. And that's going to yeah. be released this year. And he was just this talking. Week. This week. <laughs> well, this week is within this year. You also know. this year. <laughs> <laughs> not entirely untrue, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> probably today or tomorrow actually and and he was talking about when when he goes through and and changes like the team dynamic and the sales team dynamic he says like look this is you got to sign up for a 24 month process right and that is difficult to get people to commit to because you're going to start and I'm telling you it's going to happen in 60 days and 90 days. Somebody's going to quit that everybody likes. <laughs> and he's got this whole, he just understands yep. that change just takes this time and this effort. Uh, continuing on in the story, um, Farley also says the company will focus more on upgrading technology and things inside the car, like screen displays, software updates, even maybe motors that make things go faster instead of focusing the time and attention on body styles, body panels, and things that he says are really expensive to change and shift on such a regular basis, citing the fact that Tesla does a really good job with it. And it seems like consumers continually get excited about that inside the cabin experience as opposed to the outside experience. So I was like, okay, I feel where you're going with that. I feel where you're going with that. Um, 
And then I just love that he cited Tesla there. Yeah, he did. <laughs> because he did. The reality is, is I'm over here looking at my iPhone. I'm like, okay, they've been doing the same thing for a hot minute. It like they get it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I'm over here really looking back and I'm like, has who's seen a body style update on a BMW in the last 20 years? <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. They've updated those. I mean, the grill is way different. And the grill, right. too, and the grill is different. They raise the headline by, like, two inches, right? I mean, come on the now. Gr- the grill is different. And the taillights. The taillights are And the taillights yeah. and the grill and the wheels. But you think about that. That's a driver's car. Like, they focus yeah. on the technology that is comfort, that is, uh, that is engine technology. Yeah, the engine tech, yep. For sure. The, the, the drive style of that vehicle, they're constantly testing, you know, to get better it, dynamics with for the driver, right? Because it's the driver's car. This isn't a new theory, right? No, this it's, is it's what new for always, it's it's new for Ford to be talking about it. It's new for any OEM that lives in a twenty to thirty five thousand dollar primary average price point, because they are constantly, constantly working on these body style updates. But I, what I think that we're recognizing is that the body style isn't so important as long as you have the right one. You can't like miss. But what's actually going baked into the technology or the driving dynamics or anything like that are probably more important. Think about this. How often do you spend, how, how long do you spend looking at your car as opposed to driving it? Uh, more time driving, is, I guess. Right? For most people, yep. it's like, I drive my car. I drive and my and car. I look at it inside. Exactly. <laughs> I look at the exactly. inside, right? Definitely. That's the driver experience. And I think that that's what people are re- recognizing, that if you get a good enough exterior experience, that the driver that's experience a, yes. is the one that you have to leave. Good enough to. Good enough. Yep. Yeah, and he, he also mentioned autonomous driving is something in there that um, consumers would be excited to add autonomous features. So um, the conversation did move on and started talking about what is the hot topic for our industry, right? The franchise model and splitting, you know, EV and blue and, and saying like, what does that actually mean for us? And, and, you know, discussing that, Farley said it puts forward having a franchise model, he says, from a manufacturing standpoint, puts forward at about a $2,000 per unit disadvantage. He said, <laughs> now, that's it. <laughs> per unit manufacturing disadvantage. How do you feel when you're like, you know what? You all actually are disadvantaged. (laughs) Well, no, I I won't go all the way there because he didn't say that. We could like throw grenades. We we are actually, I just jumped on that one and pulled it back (laughs) before. (laughs) He's like, I covered that one for you guys. Don't worry. Get the pin back. We'll see. (laughs) No, so from a pricing standpoint, and he proposed some ideas that they have where they think they can actually close that gap. Uh, one is not having big inventory on dealer lots. Um, and he did say moving dealers to more of what we've already been hearing as a made-to-order, you know, test drive, education, service experience, you know, focusing on the dealers doing that super well is a way that he thinks they can mitigate that price difference and continue to be competitive. So thinking four years ahead, how do you get ready for that? If this is the move that whenever you're a Ford dealer, right? Yep. And you're a Ford dealer, lean into what's my delivery experience look like? How am I educating my employees and my customers? And how am I executing just the absolute best from a service perspective? Um, Because that, if that's the measure of, your priority in in anything uh, with the manufacturer, especially from a Ford perspective, then you better measure well right now and yes. not just hope that you do four years in the future. Without a doubt. Look, we've been, man, we've been saying this for a year. 
the the playing field is wide open for any dealer in any market to establish themselves as the EV center, as the center of EV knowledge and education and support in their entire community. It's anybody's game. It doesn't matter what manufacturer you are. You can actually build that brand in your local area. So regardless of what the manufacturers decide, you are definitely going to be positioned. And you think you could do a good job of that over the next 36 months if you put your mind to it? Heck, yes, you could. All right. Speaking of service experiences and EVs. Stop. Segway. Time. I want to give a shout out to Brian Ortega because I saw him in the thread. He actually made that song for us. He is the he reason did. that we have that. We're like, we need what a Segway song. And he kicked that back in like six minutes. And we kept it. And we love it. So thank you so much for that. So Rivian is expanding its service centers in the U.S. And it opened its first one in Canada. I had a friend over the weekend sent me a picture of a Rivian truck up here in New York. And he was like, is this what I think it is? And I was like, oh, yeah, they're out there. So um, in I don't remember when they said it. It was probably in an earnings call. And who said this? So this is actually this quote we have is from a consultant, but they were talking about post-sale service being a consistent challenge for EV automakers. We've been saying that a long time. No. What are they going to do when something breaks? <laughs> right? That's you the don't problem. say. And right. so it's resort. It's, uh, so this, oh, I'm, I'm all caught up in my. Carl Bauer, executive analyst for IC Car, said post-sale support is a consistent challenge. As always, more demanding and resource intense and costly than startup CEOs can conceive. This is one of the reasons the franchise dealership model has worked so well for traditional automakers. It allows them to design, engineer, and build vehicles while dealers can focus on selling and servicing them. Boy, that you know, sounds I like, like a real... guy, Carl. <laughs> Carl's this our guy, guy and me are friends. You know, I love Come on the over name here, Carl. 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 If you have another son, I think you should name Carl. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a good guy. I like it. But but I think Carl, I see Carl, like Carl understands the broader picture and he's kind of outside the drama a little bit. And yep. that does make a whole lot of sense. So Ravine has a South San Francisco service center and, you know, it's kind of naturally become more than a service center. It was a place where you could drive your car, right? And they do all kinds of, you know, Can service I get a, and you don't say. And guess, guess what? Yeah, right. <laughs> you don't say. What's happening is people are starting to show up there to like see the product and maybe yes. drive the product and sounds a lot like a dealership doesn't it at this point almost kind of like a dealership it's kind of like a dealership um so Rivian has 21 service centers in the u.s in large markets they have six more planned by the end of this year and a second one in the bay area is one of those opening soon and there is i mean let's talk about the massive disparity in how many vehicles they're actually delivering Right. When right. something's this big, it's a lot easier to keep. They've delivered 25,000 vehicles so far this year, um, and they have a backlog of about 90 to 100,000. So, Kyle, Golly. what should we take away from this article? We should take away that auto is not easy, that the franchise system really does work, and that if we can get these things right and the OEM industry partners and dealers can communicate at the right level and understand the customer experience, then hey, we might be on to something, people. It could be like, Oh, <laughs> this is, it's, it's, conf some people are confused about what we do at Automotive State of the Union, what we believe in. And at the core of it is everyone having a conversation together, dealers, OEM, industry partners coming to the table and like real talk, right? This isn't like, let's just retreat and like talk about you did this, I did this, he said, she said, no, we're talking about a real talk saying, hey, we have all this innovative brain power in the industry partner and in the dealer, you know, in the dealer realms and ranks, 
OEM, you have products, you are keeping up with supply, you're making sure we have the things we need. We know that if we work together really well and kind of can put some of the legacy stuff aside, that we could crush, I mean crush, any EV new entrant, period. Easily, because the network's there. Like, how long does it take to build six more service centers? That's not easy. And hire We're talking for about competing with 27 service centers as compared to thousands of service centers. Thousands. It's just, you just can't keep up with something like that. No. Like, all, the, all the capital in the world doesn't have you servicing vehicles at the rate that you need to. There's no way. Nope. There's just no way. Nope. I know we only have a minute or two left. We went long in the beginning. Um, we don't want to burden you so much on the first day of August. You have cars to sell. Um, but the NBA, yes, the NBA, we started with this actually, is putting on a full core press when it comes to NFTs and Web3 technology. And now they're, they're pretty much the most progressive Web3 sport. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddle says locker room combos, get this, are less about girls and cars and more about blockchain technology and investment. I was like, Nuts. that if, if that ain't a change indicator of like what the dudes are talking that about in the locker is. rooms they're like yo look at this nft project oh look at this company i invested in hey i have some ideas i mean the nf nba really was the first one to jump on the bandwagon right on the, the right. web3 digital yep. world and it kind of just lends well, for, yeah they, they did the ticket thing first right yeah oh yeah um, they did from a collectible perspective right yeah. and then the super bowl kind of followed that um you know, I, I think, you know, we'll kind of wrap it with this. The the interesting thing for me about NFTs is what the use is um, and and why people would want a particular NFT, whether it be as a collectible or access or building community. And I think if you can kind of, if you have a brand that can lean into all three of those in a different way, um, you know, we've talked about NFTs as as how your car stuff is is stored and and everything like that, or access to to a deeper level of community, um, or like a sporting event. Hey, I was there. I can prove that I was there. Uh, the, all of those things are possible with the NBA, and they're they're really leaning in. Um, and I I think it's also very prudent of them that these partnerships are being made uh, not just between the NBA and developers, but also with the players association, probably because like you just said, the players are interested in this type of technology and investing in these types of things as well. So it's kind of a, it's, it's a full circle thing. And if the players are exercising their brand awareness within this, you know, NFT blockchain world, then the brand associated with them, would make sense to as well. I wonder how many people are in the dealership that are working in uh, Web3 technology right now that you can lean into to connect co that community to your community. I'm trying to track you, with me. I totally track with you. And, you know, I know that this conversation sometimes is is really over over the head of a lot of people. And they're like, look, I'm just focusing on operations, which you should. I'm just focusing on all the turmoil in the OEM, really, I, which you should. But there is a quicker connector to NFT technology and what's going on than, than thinking of, like, how far down the line is it going to affect, like, the nuts and bolts of the car business. And I think that that lane usually is going to happen inside of marketing. It's going to happen inside yep. promotions, right? A lot of dealers have, you know, agreements with sports players, you know, that are promoters and spokespeople. And look, and if, if NBA is ahead of the curve and we can just orient and look at that for a minute, realizing that fans connect with it, with the players and fans connect with the teams because of it. And if dealers are sponsoring players and teams, then the probably first place you're going to see some growth in this is some kind Super of NFT line. collab, 
right? Where the fans get yes. a certain NFT around the player or a team that's linked to your store. And that might seem a little scary, but I'm telling you that that's like the, the low hanging fruit. So we just want to orient your, your mind a, a little bit line. to start to think about that. There's a lot of stuff to think about. It's August 1st. I don't know if we mentioned that in the beginning. Get your SotoCon tickets because we want to, I mean, it's only like 40 days away. Aside from that, start the month off right. You get to choose how the month starts off. So go out there and start it the right way. Yeah.